Hello, everybody. Welcome back to D&D 404. I am your DM, Tony. And joined with me today are the other three hamburger orders in my hamburger store trip. Fellas, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, starting yes. with the... Oh, very unique and exciting order, Jared. <laughs> What's going on, guys? Armo's checking in. I gotta say, when it comes to hamburgers, I am aficionado with them. I love them. But you gotta start with the basics. So I love a plain hamburger. It's my favorite. Just give me a plain hamburger. If it tastes great, mm, chef's kiss. It's like a steak. You don't need to put extra stuff on there. Maybe some cheese sometimes. As funny That's as it, it is, I I don't disagree with Jared. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> if the beef is really good, yeah, eat it on, on its own. Just plain hamburger. What about a nice bed of lettuce? Most people don't. I mean, most people probably know this by now if you've listened to the podcast for a while, but I'm a pretty picky eater. But when it comes to like food, I like it very plain most of the time. <laughs> and when it comes to like, you really can tell the quali the quality of food if you get something plain and you like it and then add stuff onto it. Mm. Well, uh, in the after show, we will uh, tell the story of Jared trying to order a plain cheeseburger oh, in Germany. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast oh, yet. No. But. I, and then after that, we'll also talk about the time you ordered a plain cheeseburger in Helsinki. Yeah. Same story. <laughs> oh, man. <coughs> Dan. Hey, hey, what's going on? Yeah, hey, I'm Dan. I play Minus Pebble Walker, your tiny little swarm keeper ranger. And I am definitely the breakfast burger of this podcast. Slap an egg and some bacon on there, and I'm good to go. Breakfast burger. That is a choice. Yeah, always getting that, like, Red Robin Royal, you know? Love me an egg on a burger, for yep, sure. It's messy. What, what kind of egg, though? Well, sunny side up. Of course, not like, like scrambled eggs. Like a fried egg, you know, like yeah, fried, yeah, fried egg. But like, but you don't, you don't like a little the, runny. The yolk. Yeah, I was going to say it's got to be runny. Yeah, definitely. Oh, a cockatrice egg, of course. Or an emu egg. <laughs> my name is Alec. I play Drell of the Ashbourne and my go to burger order. Mm, she said, mm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm so confused. He's the one that came up with the <laughs> yeah, prompt, I, by the way. I, I, I do, but I, okay, I was going to say a burger, <laughs> and then I just instantly came to another one in my head, uh, but I'm going to stick with my original. I like the Cali burger, a good old thing of uh, avocado on a burger. Oh, dude. So good. I also like to add bacon to it, so it'll be like bacon, mm. avocado, pepper jack cheese, maybe some grilled onions and every That's once in a while. second choice, for sure. Yeah, Cali burgers are great. What about you, Tony? My go-to is a whiskey barbecue burger with the little fried onions. Mm. Look like little onion rings. You also get it at Red Robin yes. as well. But, you, you know, whis whiskey barbecue. It's good. It's good. It's a good burger. It's a good burger. Now you know the deal. Before we do the recap, we're going to go ahead and do the rundown. And today's rundown is brought to you by Alec. Today, we're going to go ahead and do another rundown of the website, dnd404.com. It was the rundown last week, but Jared's doing such a great job and he's making it look amazing that we're going to go ahead and run it down again. Woo! So go ahead and check it out. It's new website URL, dnd44.com. You can check out the character bios. You can check out episode blogs, merch, news, all sorts of stuff. You can even contact us. We got all the socials on there. It's great. 
Um, so yeah, go check it out. Now it's time we're gonna roll for the recap where I roll a giant rubber D4, where I am number one, two is Alex, three is Dan, and four is Jared. First try, how you doing? Rolling it. I was not paying attention. It looked like a good roll. All I know is it's not me because I'm sitting on that left side. Ooh. It's uh, Dan. Oh, thank God I thought it was a two. <laughs> <sighs> Last time on D&D &D 404, the Bloodshard Bandits chase a dwarf that was probably Doric through the streets of San Lo as quietly as possible past the Minotaur guards and towards a cave on the outskirts of town. After a flash of green light, the dwarf disappears and this merry band of bandits realize they will have to travel back into the depths of Shadowfell using a fell Ogburn. With the strike of a match, Minas Drellin almost teleport in to find Doric working on his blacksmith skills with the help of none other than the gods Gorea Stonebones. They discover that Doric is deaf and mute and their sneaking around was all for naught. Scoreus agrees to to help the team forge magical weapons and reveals the location of Brax's axe. Bowden is confirmed a Nothic, and after a bunch of fighting between Armus and Reginald over the evil deeds brought on by their tomb, our three adventurers head out into the Shadowfell version of San Lo for any hints to the five-headed crystal hydra of the Kambuki Isle's whereabouts. Warning, prolonged exposure to the fell may cause psychosis and even speed up the time on the material plane. Many suffering from felonitis escape months or even years later. No dwarves are harmed in the making of this recap. Bard, play that intro and let's get on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the world of Humbrea, featuring three first-time adventurers and one very patient DM. This is D&D &D 404. Fellas, boyos, welcome to session 91, where we pick up in Shadowfell in the city of San Lo, overlooking the worn, withered town you do not hear any noises, any signs of activity from the cave entrance of which you left. As far as you know, this is an inactive town, worn down, withered, and its defenses are practically blown down. What are the three of you doing as you are in the shadows of San Lo? Well, this looks different. Uh, yeah. So do we just... Get on going here. Just walk on uh, forward. Uh, so what? what's our goal right now? To, our goal is to find this Hydra? Or are we thinking that, like, is that our next uh, objective to try to find this thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's my goal. I'll, uh, should we start by the, the water? I, I don't, I don't know. To be honest, when I, I got that curse, it didn't really give me good instructions on what to do when we got here. It just told me to go, mm -hmm. come here, so. Well, what about, I mean, did your dad say anything else specifically? Like, can you remember anything? <sighs> I mean, uh, yeah, let me check my notes here. Let me oh, get out this letter again. I haven't looked at this letter in a long time. Minus, you are tasked with the highest of honors to earn your place in the tribe. To do so, you must or leave it uh, something return. Return with proof. Proof. Evidence. Something about evidence of slaying the Hydra. Crystal Hydra. He said it's a Crystal Hydra beyond the Kambuki Isles. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that I find the right one. So he said it has three hat. I thought it said three last time, but now it says, wait, does it say five? Four? I can't. I swear I can't read his handwriting. Every time it looks different. It's got three horns. Le uh, leftmost head has a dimple about three quarter diameter, two necks of normal length on that side. Uh, a bunch of four tails. Oh my goodness. Three tails? Four tails. Three? Four. 
You want me to see if I could read it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a look. <laughs> I hand him the letter. <laughs> okay, let me just... Uh, Drell takes out um, glasses. Like, he takes off his sunglasses, and then he puts on, like, reading glasses, but he doesn't have a prescription, but he thinks they look cool, so they're just, like, glass. Uh, okay, uh, let me see. Huh, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, after reading this, yeah, I... Number one, um, you're right. Your dad has horrible handwriting. And yep. two, I don't know honestly what any of this says. Um, so, uh, I, I like the the one part though. It says you'll be a failure and make your mom sad. That that part was really clear. I don't know why over everything else. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, and I hand it back to Menace. <laughs> um. All right. Well. Uh. I want to look in the town. I want to look for maybe a part that is more destroyed than the rest. That it looks like like it might have been like knocked down or, you know, something might have destroyed it. So the three of you are still outside this cave, and you're overlooking like the shattered barriers leading into the town. You see the tents, and the tents are have holes in it they're like leaning on each other does not look structurally sound make me a perception check as you walk closer to the town trying to get a better look at it to 15. as you walk back towards the residential area which was where the gate was on a material plane it doesn't look like anything specific tore through the town no catastrophe no giant monster walking through or a specific like weather storm took it out or anything. It just looks like it, it's been abandoned. The trees are all withered and everything's just kind of collapsing in on itself. Like it's been here for a very long time. You go to where the wooden gate was and you're able to walk through. You don't need to climb over it because it's pretty much shattered at this point. And as you're walking through the residential area, one of the tents that would be a home with a 15, you notice some shuffling inside one of them. You don't hear any voices or speaking, but you hear some scratching and like the sound of paws on dirt. Like big paws or small? Like a pitter patter. Oh, please don't be more rats. I turn to I turn to the group and I say, I, I think I I think I hear something this way. Show you a failure. What? Oh, I just said I think I hear something this way. Oh, on the lookout. It's just a piece of paper, Minus. It's not yelling at you. You cannot read it. I don't like you very much today. I don't like you, period. That hurts. Damn, Reginald, that was actually, yeah, that was mean. Well, I'm just saying you're being mean to me. I instantly look for water. <laughs> <laughs> if I see any, I'm throwing Reginald towards it. Having a bad day, Reginald. Least you could do is just chill. Yo, Reginald, this is very rude of you. You're gonna attack me. You see that he's still sitting on Armos's shoulder, but he's facing the other way. I pull out my uh, two rapiers just to be safe. Shing, shing. You pull out your two rapiers. You Are you approaching the tent where you're hearing there's noises? Yeah. You open the flaps of the tent and you see a bunch of rubble. Destroyed crates, furniture. Just matches like the rest of the town. It's like maybe it was ransacked for supplies before the people left the tent. But every, it looks cleaned out. But you see in one of the... One of the boxes is this rump with legs. It looks like the head of it 
is inside the box, rummaging through it, trying. It looks like it's scavenging around. It's about the size of a chicken. It does not sound like a chicken, but you hear the scurrying around in the box, and you see pretty much just butt with legs, and it's just flesh. There's no feathers, there's no scales or hair. So anyway, net! and I toss my net at it. Roll a hit. Roll a hit with advantage, as it's clearly, um, it clearly doesn't know that you're there. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. That hit, so it's uh, considered grappled, right? Incapacitated. Finished with a large, large creature hit by the net is restrained until it is freed. Okay. You catch this thing in a net and it is completely freaking out. It is not staying still. It's acting mindlessly. And it looks like a two-legged mole rat with no arms. And it's just a huge mouth with rows of teeth. And it is chomping away it's making this horrific screech noise and it's trying to do everything it can to get out of the net what does it need to do to get out of the net uh strength check a strength check uh, are we in initiative now yeah i'm gonna need everybody roll me initiative as a 22 for minis oh two i got a four okay we're starting at the top of the round at initiative 22 which is minutes and you just caught this thing in a net and you're looking at it, it looks like a naked roll mat a naked mole rat with just two legs, big beady eyes that does not have any pupils. It's just completely black. It looks blind by looking at its eyes. They're pitch black, but they also have like these white blurs in it, like moving around and it is chomping away. It looks like it doesn't even have a nose. I cast speak with animals. Sure. To see if it's friendly. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll take care of this. Sid, give me the juice. <laughs> And so this only works if it is like a beast or animal. If it's a monster, I don't think that works. Okay, so you cast speak with animals and you know that it does not receive it. It is not a beast. Oh, uh, everybody, uh, not friendly, not friendly. I don't think I have any bonus actions I care to do <laughs> right now. So I will just step behind draw. Draw, get it. What? <laughs> not gonna lie, if I saw that thing, dead on sight. <laughs> there ain't no way. <laughs> well, I don't know, it's kinda cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Here we go again. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like everyone's got their thing, you know? Drell, it's not, it's a monstrosity, it's not a beast. I mean, that's what, probably what people think of Armos. Look at his horns. But he's nice. <laughs> Damn! I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, I mean you should. That's that's what I'm saying. Guys, it's trying to bite through the net. Come on. <laughs> on initiative ten, which is this naked mole rat with a large mouth, is going to make a strength check. Ooh, with a nat one, fails <laughs> and is still stuck in a net and it is flopping around. This is a small monstrosity that you are dealing with, and it's just like flopping around in the net, trying to get out. It's biting the net blindly. I look around to see if there's anything else. Like, how many more are there? Is just this one or there's two? It's the only one at the moment. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to continue to, like, look around and see what else I see. I'm not going to... It looks like they got this under control. Going to make me an investigation check or a perception check? Oh, let's do perception for sure. Oh, that's still not good. Um, 12. You look around the, the tented house and you don't see anything of value. Broken furniture, tables, cabinets, broken glass, some bent metal that could have been silverware old burnt logs 
nothing of value. I guess I'll go outside. I'll go back outside the... What? Do I mean, what do you want to do? You want to kill this thing? It's going to attack us. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Drell hits it with the blunt side of his axe. You want to make a non-lethal attack? Yeah. All right. Roll to hit. Okay. So that's 19. That hits. 12 points damage. And it like knocks out. Oh, my God. I killed it. No, no, no. I think it's breathing. Wait. Yep. Yep. It's breathing. And you see swirls in its eyes like it's knocked out. Is there like a barrel around I could stuff it in? Yeah, you can find like a broken barrel you could put it in. Or it's like withered away. Yeah, I, I put it, I like stick it in a barrel and like put a bunch of stuff on top of it. As you pick it up and you like you get a better look at it, its mouth is like a blender of teeth and there's no tongue. It looks like this thing just like devours things whole. Ugh. You stuff it in a barrel, throw some stuff on it as you hear light breathing coming from the barrel as this thing is knocked out. All right, I, I guess we just got to keep our eyes out for these things. I don't even know what the, I don't I've never seen anything like this. Uh, all right, guys, should we head towards the town center? Maybe? Yeah, I mean, my idea didn't work, so sure, why not? Uh, yeah. The, uh, when we came out of the, the cave, and we looked up in the sky. We saw that the island wasn't there. Where? How far is that from here? Like it would be a bit of a journey. So sand low on a material plane was towards the southern part of the Kambuki Isle. That island that hangs over is the dead center of the Kambuki Isle. So if you were to travel on a material plane, it might take you a full day or two days to get there, depending on what path you took. Okay. Now you do know that Shadowfell traveling does work differently due to its mysterious nature. However, it would still be considered a trek to get there. Yeah, I say we search the town for any kind of clues, any kind of leads. Yeah, we'll we'll pass through the town center before going to the waterways, I suppose. Yeah, we just got to be careful of these things. And I kick the well. I don't. Well, he's knocked <laughs> out. <laughs> I I tap the barrel very. Very lightly. So you want to go through town. You're not trying to alert any more of these potential threats. So you make your way through the residential area and you're heading towards the center part of town as you leave the residential area. After like a few steps at how quiet Shadowfell is because there's no wind and it eerily creeps up on you on how weird that fact is. You do hear more of these rustling within the tents. Everybody give me a stealth check if you are trying to walk by these houses without alerting them. Stealth. 25. <clears throat> I got a nine. We get bonus to stealth, right? No? Yeah, you get a five. <laughs> I got an eight. <laughs> Guys, just follow my pathing. We can't help it. <laughs> Armos. Hey. Armos bumps into his armor. Drell and Armos, you are tripping through Shadowfell. You are, as you are tripping through its craggy landscape, you are still not alerting these potential threats within the tents. Everybody make me a perception check. As you are traveling through the residential area, approaching the main town. The fact that you didn't alert these things with an eight is astounding. 13. Man, I just want to take a note. I've rolled a two on initiative. I rolled a three on stealth and now rolled a four on perception. <laughs> I got also a 13. With a 13, you notice that the land is very messed up. We're talking trails and mounds missing. Like something heavy was dragged through them. 
with how wide they are, you're seeing that like some of the widths is like five to eight feet of these like shallow trails are 15 feet wide and they drag and, and crisscross throughout the town and in your path as if a giant snake went through the whole town like that's really heavy. And as you approach the center of town, you notice something very different. The statue is still there. It is in place. And standing by the statue is you see this tall, lanky, humanoid creature with its arms folded in, its back to you. It has a very elongated, bald head, very slender. Looks like it's not wearing any clothes. It looks very fleshy and saggy, and it's just standing in place. It doesn't even look like it's breathing. Its arms are crossed like a vampire would be if he was like in a coffin. So, uh, <laughs> can I can I walk around to like look at the front side? Uh, yeah, go ahead and make me uh. A stealth check. Wait, draw. I was gonna go. Oh fuck! Yeah, minutes you go. Uh, I got a nat one. <laughs> Why didn't you say something faster, Miss? You just started walking. Oh my goodness! I got a twenty-one. That's terrible. You walk around, and this, and the closer you get to it, it's like it's skin and bone. You can see its ribs from the back of this lanky thing. The closer you get to it, its neck is contorted into its torso. Its hands are webbed with very long nails, hollow eyes, and it's like breathing in place and it's like twitching. Give me a history check. 24. It's all of us. I got two twos in a row, but this time my abilities do not save me. That is a unnatural one. I got a five. <laughs> We're good. Almost. As... Menace is sneaking up behind this thing. It looks very familiar to you. You feel like you've seen this thing before. The last time you were in Shadowfell, <laughs> when you were traveling with Berthy and Sully. Oh no. Was it a sorrow sword? <laughs> Menace, as you're sneaking up on it, with a 22, it does not see you. However, it looks alerted as it snaps its head from left and right. Yes, Menace, you are right. This is a sorrow sword. Almost, you remember this as being a Sorrowsworn, something that the people of Husk and uh, Raven's Rest were very scared of. Miss, you said that's a what? It's a Sorrowsworn. I don't know what that is. We fought one before. Remember when I did a backflip over one? I'm trying to blank. You do a lot of flips for some reason. It's hard to remember all of them. Yeah, but because they're fun and they're yeah, cool. But I mean, how am I supposed to remember every single one? Oh, because each one I do a different kind of twist. Okay, okay, but what do we do about this one? Oh, I pointed it. <laughs> and I, uh, net! And I toss another net at Oh my god. <laughs> Everybody roll initiative. Okay, I wouldn't have done that. 20. I got a four again. 10. So you throw this nut at thing, and it lands on top of him. Does he need to make a strength saving throw right now to see if he's caught? Or that's on his turn? Uh, should be on his turn. Okay, so go ahead and roll a hit on the net. 24. A 24 hits and you catch this thing. Uh, it's on the net and the net lands on him and this thing starts freaking out just like the flesh chicken you caught in the other tent. And this thing is wailing around. However, this one seems much stronger than what you faced just a few moments ago. What uh, On initiative 20, what are you doing? Let's take care of this thing quick. And I'm going to attack it with my rapiers. I'm going to attack twice. The, so the net counted as like my surprise round, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So 
So I got a nat 20. Ooh. Nice. And I also got a 21. Both hit. Perfect. The crit damage is 15. Then I hit for 12 with the second. And it is a silvered rapier. And I will use a favorite foe mark in my SIDS to do nine points of damage. And I will try one more time to attack with my off offhand, uh, just regular silver rapier. And that is a 24 to hit. That hits. So that's 33 points of piercing damage for my rapier attacks, and then nine points of damage from Sid and my hunter's mark. When you slash him with your rapiers, the blade is cutting him, but you see it healing as you are slashing towards him. It is reacting, it is in pain from the attacks. You feel that it has a resistance to it. It's gonna take half damage from that piercing damage. Oh, dang it. The silver rapiers worked so well in the other Sorrowsworn. These guys are built different. Careful, everybody. Real quick, do you have any active spells on at the moment? No. Wait, you have animal talking, right? Oh, yeah, I guess I I guess I activated speak with animals. Let's see how I think that might last 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah, the only thing I have active is the speak with animals that lasts 10 minutes. Okay. It takes half of 33 points of damage and it takes the full nine from the SIDS. So we're gonna go ahead and move to initiative 11, which is this thing. And it's going to try to break out of the net. What DC does it need to hit? So it uses an action to make a DC 10 strength check. It uses its action and it shreds and tears a hole in the net and is able to get out. My net, I've had that for so long, no. Mm, so it has to use an action to do that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. You see that as it breaks from the net, it looks at you. Its mouth is like open so wide. It is huge. It is gr grotesque. It is salivating. Its mouth is huge. It's deep within its chest. It has webbed, uh, webbed claws and its eyes are soulless. But then you see as it rips through the net, Minus, it looks at you and it leers at you. And it's staring like as if it's trying to stare into your soul and as this is looking at you you see its nails and teeth get physically longer tripled in size as you see it actively grow that's gonna be it for its turn we're gonna move to initiative 10 armos i'm just gonna start off by eldrick blasting it oh wow that's different okay and because of that remark, I'm going to use a bonus action first. I'm going to throw <laughs> Reginald at the thing and then Eldrick Blast Reginald and the guy at the same time. <laughs> you see that when you go to reach to throw him for Hello's Rebuke, he disappears, appears on a Sorrow Sworn, explodes, and then psh, appears back. And his back is facing you. I don't know why he's pouting. Very annoyed, I cast Eldrick Blast uh, on the thing. Oh, uh, what's the damage for uh, Hellish Rebuke first? We'll just get that out of the way. It's going to make a deck saving oh, yeah, throw. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, sorry. So 18 it failed. <laughs> decks. Okay. Failed. 23. Takes 23 points of fire damage and you see as it reacts to the light and it goes <laughs> its hands go up very dramatically as it tries to shield itself. Oh, no, my net. <laughs> no, I could have fixed it. My net. <laughs> she burns away. Go ahead and roll the hit for Eldritch Blast. So I rolled a 15, then I rolled a nat one, which is still an 11. <laughs> and then I rolled dirty 20. The dirty 20 hits as the first two wildly miss as it's like flailing and just getting out of the way from the Hellish Rebuke. 
How much damage are you doing? Seven. It takes seven points of force damage as an LG blast as the third blast hits uh, across its back. I'm going to just look for some cover and then duck behind it. Yeah, there's tents, there's buildings, there's corroded buildings, there's um, trees. What are you trying to take cover behind? Um, I'll stay on the same side of the road as Drell and get behind one of these tents. Sure. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to roll. Staying on initiative 10, uh, I'm just going to make a roll here. Don't worry about it. As you duck behind one of the tents, you're like looking and you're peering over and you feel something bump against your foot. And then you hear this chicken scratch again from a similar creature that you knocked unconscious uh, just before this fight. It doesn't take notice to you, but there's something in front of you in one of those tents that you're hiding behind as it seems to be scratching around. Ugh. We're going to move to initiative four. Drell. Okay, so I think I'm going to just attack it with my axe um so i'm gonna pull it out and i'm just gonna say uh i'm gonna you know put the sword up to my mouth and i'm gonna whisper marmalade and i'm gonna activate it <laughs> i haven't heard that in so long oh wow <laughs> your axe glaciers over with ice as you use this enchantment and i'm gonna go ahead and use it that's a 24 to hit that hits Cool. And I'm going to bonus action go into a rage as well. So that is uh, 10 damage. How much of that is ice? Oh, um, I actually forgot uh, that I said marmalade. <laughs> what does marmalade do again? I forget. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I know it adds damage. I think it's at 1d6. It's 1d6 ice damage, yeah. Frost. Oh, sick. Frost damage. Okay. So 16 damage total, six of it um, frost damage. You see that its ice freezes over its skin, but it's going to take half of the slashing damage as you see the skin almost repair itself as it's connecting. Cool. And then um, I'm going to go ahead and take another whack at him with my axe. That is a 28 to hit. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's 15 slashing damage and three frost damage. It's gonna take that full three on that frost damage and half of that 15. Cool, yeah, that's the end of my turn. We're gonna go back up to initiative 20 minutes. As you are staring at this thing, as Drell has beaten down on it, you see that its gaze shifted from you to Drell with its teeth and nails elongated. What are you doing? <sighs> <sighs> the fire's reflecting in Minus's eyes. My mom made me that net. Ah! And I attack him again with my rapiers. <laughs> sure, roll it. Um, that is going to be a 22 and a 31 to hit. Oh, I feel like something's wrong with these bonuses. I don't know. What? Why? You can, you can, no, I don't know. Just casual, just casual 31 to hit. Oh, I'm sorry. You gave me a plus three rapier with a oh, ranger. True, 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 true. So that is going to be 23 points of silvered rapier damage. Uh, that's going to get halved as just as before. It looks resistant to the piercing damage. Uh, I have a 23 is a 12. Five Sid damage into Hunter's Mark. And I will attack one more time. Ooh, Terio. 18 to hit for 11 more points of damage. 11 points caught in half. The skin, the more you're hitting this thing, it seems very tough. You know this thing is just made out of flesh, but man, is it rubbery. You feel like if you, even with your hardest swing, you couldn't pierce all the way through. 
Something seems to be making it tougher. We will move to initiative 11, which is this Sorrow Sworn. And as you are attacking it, you see that it shifts its gaze to you. And it has this elongated teeth and nails, and it's going to swing. It's going to make a bite attack and a claw attack at you. Does a 15 hit? It does not. Does a... Ooh, does a 16 hit? It does not. You see it slashing and moving amazingly quick, but you're just a little bit quicker, and it's missing those attacks. This is for my mom! (laughs) And as you scream for your mother, it screams back at you, and it lets out a horrific shriek. You hear some noise behind you, some thumping around from another building. We're going to move to initiative 10, almost. So when we first saw this guy, he was by the statue, right? Yes. Was broken before. He wasn't interacting with the statue. He was sitting there in like an uninterrupted pose, just gotcha. kind of hanging out. Is he close? Like, with what distance is he from the statue? Like, can I see it? They're about forty feet away from the statue. He was like in the roadway, heading towards that statue. And can I see the statue from where I'm at, or is there things? That- no, you're pretty far away. You wouldn't be able to see any details. You just know that it's not destroyed. Gotcha. Like it was on the material plane. But you're about, from the statue, you're about 100, 120 feet away from it. I'm going to move closer. I want to, like, move cautiously, <laughs> if that's a, a way closer to the battle. A uh, stealth check would do that, if you're trying not to alert anything else. Uh, I'm so bad at that. Okay, I will do that. Uh <laughs> What'd you get? A three. Ooh. <laughs> Plus five is an eight. <laughs> yeah. With an eight, the tent you were trying to hide behind mm-hmm. gets alerted. Okay. Beast inside the tent instantly alerted to what's going on outside, and you hear a shriek coming from inside the tent, and you and it begins to run out. It runs out the flaps, it like looks around, sees you. And then you notice that from behind you are more of these things coming from other tents scattered around that residential area. And three of these weird uh, naked roll mat, na- naked roll mat, <laughs> naked mole rats run out of the house and they're chopping their teeth and their teeth are spiraling in place and they are running in your direction. They have joined the fight. The one that we had before, it didn't have eyes. Is that Was that a thing that you said? They have eyes, but they look blind. I'm going to... So all three of those are alerted, correct? And they're ch- running this way? Yes. The naked mole rats? All right. Yeah. I'm going to Eldritch so- Blast each one of them once. All right. So the first one on the left is a 12 to hit. Okay. The middle one, a 25. That one hits. And then an 18. That one also hits. Okay. So the first one's damage is 7. And then the other one's damage is 15. The one on the right with the 15 points of damage explodes on impact as you shoot it right in its mouth, splatters. The other one you shot was dealt with seven points of damage and gets knocked back into the dent. You hear some rubble, uh, but it's still making noise. And then, so I moved and cool. Uh, I think I'm good. Okay, staying on initiative 10, the one that you did not hit begins to charge. It moves up 40 feet to get right behind you almost, or right in front of you almost, and it's going to go ahead and make some bite attacks. Uh, It's going to go ahead and go chomp on you. 10 misses. The other one from inside the tent that you knocked back is also going to run blindly at you. It looks very messed up. You see that his jaw looks a little bit broken. Let's see if it gets here. It's going to run 40 feet. It will. And you see that what it enters 
your combat space next to the other one, you see that it, it becomes much more aware of its surroundings, like it's using pack tactics, and it's going to try to bite you. Oh, with a natural 20. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. You're going to take a whopping four points of damage, huh. and it does not let go. It latches its teeth onto you oh. and stays bitten. At the end of its turn, it's going to roll. It's going to do some more damage. You're going to take three points of necrotic damage. We're going to move to initiative six. As the loud noise menace that you heard on your turn, you see something from the main building just over yonder, about 30 feet away from you. You see a much larger version of the Saurus one that you're fighting. It also has two heads, but instead of giant claws, it's hooks for hands. And it begins to scream, and the heads are screaming at each other. Like a two-headed ogre, it's they're like butting their heads against each other. And then it looks at you, and it's reacting to the screech from the one you are currently fighting, and it's going to end the fight. It is going. You are the closest one, so it's going to make its way to you. You see it runs out, and you see that as one of the heads is staring at you, the smaller head on its shoulder is biting and gnawing at the bigger one, making it more increasingly angry. Okay, it's gonna go ahead and try to make a hook attack with a 21 to hit. Yep. Right, it's gonna make one more attack against you. We'll do the damage at once. That's a 13 to miss. So you're gonna take 17 points of piercing damage as it lashes its giant meaty hook into you. And as it screams, it's gonna go to Drell's initiative on initiative four. Drell, what are you doing? I'm gonna scream right back at it and hit it with my ax. You said it's getting more angry at you. So if you're going towards this thing, you are leaving the other ones space of combat you are next to it. it's gonna take attack of opportunity are you okay with that yeah i'll, I'll take an attack of opportunity yeah that's what i like to see drill it's gonna go ahead and bite you with a 19 to miss 19 to miss Misses. wow look at that a true tank oh sorry you have 23 ac Damn. hey don't look at my player <laughs> come on dude bro you're not supposed to know i'm supposed to tell you <laughs> and then that is going to be a 19 to hit on my first attack a 19 will hit uh and that's a 19 to hit on my second attack uh first one is 11 slashing slashing damage okay and six frost damage and the second one is only nine slashing damage and another six frost damage yeah, so just like the one you were fighting before, it's also resistant to your slashing damage, despite it being magical. But it looks like it took the full 12 frost damage. It, yes, it did. And as you slash on it, it's like the roughest rubber you've ever felt in your entire life. And as you deal damage to it, this one is much thicker than the other one. It's much more brawny and it bleeds. And you see that as you are attacking it, it's getting increasingly angry. Its eyes sink deeper into its face. Its mouth gets bigger and it looks like it's getting a little bit bigger and its hooked hands are becoming longer and they look sharper as it's staring at you. What else are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna look at Menace and be like, uh, Menace, you got any ideas of what we should do? <gasps> Kill him! Okay, and I action surge, and I'm gonna do two more attacks. Sure. <laughs> Oof. Uh, I'm gonna use a luck point on this one. <laughs> uh, um, I rolled the nat one, so I'm gonna use a luck point, and 
that's better a 24 to hit and my second attack is a 22 to hit uh so that's 10 slashing damage on the first attack two frost damage and then the second one oh man i'm rolling so bad on my d12 right now uh, that's only seven slashing damage and additional a four frost damage and i want to position myself in between so menace i want to like be in the same space as menace like you absolutely can on this the map. two yep. of them yeah yep you go ahead and position yourself between uh menace and the creature you are back to back fighting these things off menace you are facing down Let's say, let's call him the hungry one. And uh, Drell, you are facing down the angry one. And as you continue to hit it, it becomes like slightly bigger and its face becomes much angrier with you. Like it's feeding off your attacks. We're gonna move to initiative 20 minutes. I will first apologize to Drell because I already planned to do this from the get go. Don't you do he it. He decided to move into my space. I know what you're gonna do, don't do it. <laughs> Don't you fucking do it. I don't think you know what I'm about to do. Are you going to go invisible? <laughs> now I want to, but no. Uh, you okay. see Menace is getting very angry. He's like, oh, oh, the net, you bastards. And in a bonus action, you see Menace's hair from the feather in his hair. Uh, it lights his hair on fire and his feet go ablaze. And I'm using a bonus action to cast a Shardolin Stride. Whoa! What? The billowing flames of a dragon blast from your feet, granting you explosive speed. For the duration, your speed increases by uh, 20 feet, and movement doesn't provoke opportunity attacks. Oh. When you move within five feet of a creature or an object that isn't being worn or carried, it takes 1d6 fire damage from the Trail of Heat. So, Menace has never used this before, is how we're going to play that. And sorry, Drell, you're going to take a, a d6 of damage here. <laughs> I can take it. <laughs> Did I say I want to be in the same space? I said not same space. space. <laughs> <laughs> sorry if you heard that wrong. <laughs> and um, I am going to attack the one below me with a rapier attack. The hungry one, sure. Oh my god, it was the worst roll of my life, but it still came out to a 24. So that is going to take four points of fire damage and nine points of piercing damage. And the beast to my north, also this new big one, also takes that four fire damage. And then I'll make one more attack on the beast to the north as well, just start getting something on him. That's a nat 20. Nice. Oh man, I rarely get two nat 20s in one combat. For 18 points, and then instead of using extra damage from my SIDS, what I'm going to do uh, is my first time actually using this. What a first for a minute, I'm liking it. Yeah. Busting out the new toys. Oh my gosh, I've been doing the wrong damage with my swarm actually. It's supposed to be a D8. Oh wow. Oh my god. So um, as I'm hitting these creatures and my feet are ablaze, you see my SIDs underneath my feet are also ablaze Man. and they move me in a fiery tornado so you can barely see me five feet to my left and surround me a little bit, giving me half cover. Ooh. Fire elemental menace has joined the fight. Wow. Man. Okay, I mean, 
That's kind of cool. Still angry, guys. But that's pretty, it's pretty rad. Pretty rad. Why can't you do that? <laughs> Moving to initiative 11, you see that it's looks at the fire and it looks at the fire around you and the hungry one is like backs up like a uh, step or two and does not want to be near you and then looks at Drell and is going to attack him Ugh. with a 25 to hit well from a bite it bites onto you you're gonna take nine points of piercing damage reaction oh okay <laughs> Uh, I'm going to activate my um, primal beast. Uh, oh no, that's not path of the beast ability, and I'm going to use my tail as a reaction to avoid a melee attack. That is, so I add six to my um, AC. So now my AC is 29. Your teeth get longer, your claws get bigger, and you now have a tail. And you swipe his mouth out of the way as the bite misses. What's your new AC? It's 27? 20, 29. 29. So he's going to try to take a claw wow. attack against you. <gasps> Don't tell me I got a net 20. It got a net 20. Oh my God. But technically it's a 28. But it's a nat 20. <laughs> but it's still, it's a nat 20. And in this enraged state, you are going to take, the thing it's not the bite attack, you're going to take 18 plus, wow, plus 18. You're going to take 36 points of piercing damage and an additional 20 points of necrotic damage. As you see its eyes, when it got angry at Minus initially, you see that the eyes glow, the teeth get longer inside your body, and it's like dealing this huge bite. Uh, make me a strength saving throw of a DC 16 as this thing is, tr as it hit you with the claw, it's trying to grapple you. 16, easy. <clears throat> going to use another luck point. Uh, that was a four. There we go. Much better. 22. You are not grappled by this thing as you break free as it hits you with the claw attack. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not messing around anymore. These, that, that actually kind of hurt. <laughs> and Drell's like grabbing where he got bit. Or not bit. Uh, hit. And as you grab your wound, we're going to move to initiative 10. Armos, you are currently being swarmed by these little naked mole rats. And you see that your companions are fighting these two larger ones. What are you doing? I want to do something, but I don't want to kill everybody, us included. Where's the ruler? Let me hang on. I got to start doing some ruling, measuring here just to see if I can. 30 feet a lot. I don't like that. <laughs> Drill starts shaking his head no. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a plan. Okay. <laughs> Seeing that we're getting swarmed, I want to take off the the two little guys before moving over to the uh, the two that are fighting Menace and Drill. So I shoot the naked mole rat and hit it for a 24 Elder yep. Blast. Oh, yeah. And then the other one I hit for 14? It's so I blast the two with either hand of mine and then kind of over the shoulder aim and fire at the hungry one and hit him for 27. Woo! All right. So going in order, uh, 15 for the first mole rat. Dead. Seven for the next mole rat. Dead. It was damaged. They explode Woo. on impact from the force damage. And then eight to the hungry one and he gets knocked backwards. Knock back 10 feet, taking eight points of 
force damage. Is there a way I can move past them now that there's like kind of a gap in between uh, Minus, Drell, and the, the two enemies? I think the closest I can get to is about where Minus is. Still being out of range of the monstrosities, uh, I'm near where Minus is. Moving to initiative six, which is the angry one, staring down Drell as his eyes are much more sunken and the two heads are no longer arguing with each other, but instead are focused. He's going to make two hook attacks with an 18 to miss, the second attack being a 24. Oh, so my AC doesn't stay 29. That's only for that attack, those set of attacks. Oh man. And you're gonna take 21 points of piercing damage. Heft. And an additional 23 points of psychic damage. Oh, my head. Brain freeze. As it slashes you with its sharp hook, you notice that as you are attacking it, it's getting angrier. And you, as it gets bigger, you feel like it's getting stronger. And we're gonna move to initiative four, which is you, Drill. Drill's gonna be like, okay, uh, what to do, what to do, what to do. Can I pull something out of my bag, give it to Minus, and still attack? Taking something out of your bag and giving it to him would be an action. Yeah. Okay. Switching um, a weapon that you're equipping would take up half your movement. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna dig through my bag and be like, where did I put it? Where did I put it? And I'm going to give something to Minus and be like, you can probably use this better than me. I'm just, I'm going to send it to him because I, I want it to be like possibly a surprise. Um, so, okay. So then I hand it to Menace and then, oh, you know what? I'll do this. I will second wind as a, as a bonus action. Uh, so that's one D 10 plus 10 HP back. That's 11 HP back. 11 <laughs> HP. You scream into the void. This thing screams back at you and you gain 11 HP. Love it. As we move to initiative 20 as you hand him an unknown item to me because you're mean and you don't want me to know. Minus, he's initiative 20 and you are handed this item from Drell. What is it? <laughs> I don't know if he wants to use it, but. <laughs> well, let me know what he handed you. Okay, so, well, I, I don't know. I'll let Dan, I'll let Dan decide if he wants to put it in his backpack or use it. <laughs> I feel like I have to use it now, even though it's another issue of everybody being Affected, which is even funnier. Oh no! I can take it. Oh, I can no. take it. <laughs> is it what I think it is? <sighs> I forgot you had this drill. All right, everybody, close your eyes. And I try and cast a sunburst spell. <gasps> Scroll. <laughs> Brilliant sunlight flashes in a 60-foot radius center on a point you choose within range, which is just going to be me. Uh, each creature in that light must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, a creature takes 12d6 radiant damage and is blinded for one minute. On a successful save, it takes half and isn't blinded. Undead and oozes have disadvantage. What does it have to do? So I'm trying to cast the spell scroll first. The level of the spell on a scroll determines the spell's saving throw DC and attack bonus. So the DC equals 10 plus... So I need to roll a... An 18, I think, for this to go off. So yes, it's a level eight spell. So you need, it's a spell save of 18. So you need to get an 18 or higher, cast a spell. But you use your spell casting modifiers. It's not very likely. I'm just gonna let you all know. It's not very likely I get this. I think I need to roll. So do I get my proficiency added to that or no? Yeah, you get all of your buffs. Gotcha, okay. So I need to roll an 11 or higher. 
Sounds like a raw luck check to me. Basically is. <laughs> I rolled a 12! Nice. I rolled a 12! Yes. This, oh my God. you read the scroll and the scroll burns bright as this radiant flash, like a flashbang going off. What does it do? 47 points of radiant damage. <gasps> and if they're undead, they make that save a disadvantage. They have to beat an 18. They both take... 47 points of radiant damage. The Your surroundings are illuminated with this bright radiant light for a moment. And within the light, your skin begins to fizzle and almost soften as they are reacting and covering their eyes. They hate it. They want to get away from it. They are burning within the light. What else are you doing? So... Something that should be said is that it says each creature in the light must make a con saving throw. So I mean, it's not knowing what this did, just trusted Drell, and now I think we all have to make it as well. You sure do. See, I'm okay with this. Did you cast it on a specific area, right? But can you cast it so Armos isn't near it? Yeah, I cast it, you know what? I cast it so Armos isn't in it but me and Drell are in it. That's fine, I can take it. Drell, menace. Roll a constitution saving throw. I got a 22. Got a 17. That <laughs> uh, fails, I believe. And you get both gonna take 47 points of radiant damage. Wait. This is awesome, ow, ow, ow! Wait, even if I pass, I still take it? Oh, you take half. Drell, where's everybody? I can't see. <laughs> I can't see. Man, Minus, you look like one of those mole rats all of a sudden. <laughs> as you flashbang yourself, as if you suddenly looked at while you were, basically you were browsing Shadowfell dark mode and you accidentally turned it to light mode and now you are blinded as well as these other two creatures. Minus, this is why I told you you have to wear sunglasses. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> And then I will pull a Julius Kendrick episode and I'm going to bonus action writhing tide and in my blind state go ah, as I'm floating 10 feet in the air. We're going to move to initiative 11 to the hungry boy as he's blinded, covering his eyes. And you see that his nails and teeth shrink. Well, you don't see that ministrel. You do as he's trying to hide from the light and he's blinded. He's going to make he's going to try to swing at the two of you. Um, or Drell, rather, uh, at disadvantage. Wait, why me? Because you're right next to him, and he's angry. Understandable. And he's going to miss wildly, and as he's suffering in place from the radiant light, we're going to move to initiative 10, Armos. You know, you give Minus some spells, first thing he does, he hits everybody. Right out of, oh, right hey, what does this do? <laughs> 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 All right, so first I'm going to go ahead and hit the hungry one with some... Good old Eldritch Blast. The first one is a 30, 30? which is a nat 20. Oh! Woo! Woo! And then the next one follows up is a nat 1. <laughs> and then oh. the next one is a nat 1. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. What? What did you do to your dice? Oh you, just traded a, you just traded a crit for like an equal. Right? That came out of the okay. wash hard. <laughs> so... It's you double the dice, so it's 22 damage. Ooh, you deal 22 points of damage. It's knocked back 10 feet as this thing is blind and writhing in pain, and then it's knocked back. All right, and then after I do that, I'm going to move 30 feet closer to that statue to get some eyes on it to see if anything 
crazy is happening. Yes. Do I see it? Uh, not quite because there are still trees and some market stands blocking your way. You will need to approach it to actually see it. You're about 60 feet away as you're navigating through the destroyed marketplace. And we're going to move to initiative six, which is this angry blinded Saraswan as he is swiping angrily. He's going to make two attacks against Drell at disadvantage. Ooh, those are 26 and a 10. Ugh. Reaction. You're not blinded, right? Yeah, break reaction. Sure. Off his first attack. Okay. Uh, so the one that misses, I am going to repost it. Ooh. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and try to attack them. Oh my God. I always 16 to hit. 16 misses. Okay, fine. I'll use my last luck point. Yeah. <laughs> 21 to hit. Hits. Ooh, that's going to be 18 slashing damage. As you... And... Five frost damage. As your axe makes contact for the first time, it glides like butter onto this brilliant light. And you see that it screams not only in anger, but in pain. It's going to take the full damage. Oh, sick. Going to have such a good turn next. And it's going to try to hit you with the second attack. It's blinded, so it's to make with disadvantage. That's 23 on the nose with disadvantage. And you are going to take... Nine points of piercing damage that's had because you are raging, and an additional 19 points of psychic damage. <laughs> Drill's nose starts to bleed. He's actually oh taken a kind of a lot of damage. This <laughs> I know Menace just took so much. <laughs> As we move to initiative four, Drill. I'm gonna hit him with the classic line No one makes me bleed my own blood. No one. He screams at you. <laughs> I'm just going to continue to the the one that hit me. I'm going to just use my attack on on them. So the first one is going to be a ooh, this is going to miss 14. That misses. Oh, I'm rolling so bad. It, the oh, the no. nose bleeding is clearly getting to drill. That's a nat one on my second attack. Ooh. Yeah. You hate to see it, Cotton. You hate yeah, to see yeah, it. Yeah, you do. I think that's that's going to be Drell's turn. I thought they were the one that was blinded. <laughs> Shut up, Rachel. <laughs> I can't hear you. You're all the way over here. As we move to initiative 20 minutes, <laughs> blinding, floating in the air. I uh, drop back down to the ground after I've been yelling. <laughs> oh, shit. We, we need to get back in the fight. Me. <laughs> <sighs> Charge and I go the wrong direction five feet first, and then Sid like stops me. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, yep, this way. Okay, Sid, <laughs> get within five feet again of this big guy to do six a d6 of damage. And he takes one fire damage, and then I will use a bonus action. Well, I will use a an action to dash in a straight line and use bonus action to make a charger attack against the. Uh, smaller shadow sworn. I'd make this a disadvantage. So I hit with a 19, hopefully. A 19? It's thank goodness. And it takes 13 points of piercing damage. And I will again have my SIDS float around me in a fiery swarm to give me half cover. And how much damage does it take from fire? Six. You slash and then erupts in a burning rage <laughs> as you hit it with your charger feet. And you see that as you make connection with your goatee horns, it falls to the floor. Dead. Did I hit it? 
good. Okay. You see that like it gets hit and then it gets bounced back into the shop behind well, him. I don't see anything. I'm blinded. Drell sees Drell it. Sees it. <laughs> Drell's clearly impressed. So, whoa, okay. It gets tumbled back as it's, uh, it's killed on impact and falls into an empty shop behind him. We're going to move to initiative 10. Armos. As from my last turn, I was kind of moving away from the fight. As I turn around, I see that Menace actually killed one of the beasts. And then I... Oh, by the way, Drell, you take one point of fire damage. Ow. (laughs) (laughs) Menace, watch where you aim that thing. I can't see because of your scroll. Okay, well, it was yours. I gave it to you, but just just blame me. (laughs) Knowing that they're, they're weak or they're actually taking pretty good damage now. I Eldritch Blast the angry one. Correct? Sure. Roll it. 23. Hits. 22. Also hits. 14. Misses. Ah. 9. 24 damage total. And gets knocked back. Gets knocked back 10 feet as the blast erupts as he takes 21 points of force damage. Boops. Gets knocked up into one of the wooden stalls. Crates break, but it's still looking very angry as it's swinging blindly. If I just want to get eyes on the statue, would I have to go keep going uh, like another 30 feet? Uh, yes, yeah, we can get with 30 feet if you're trying to like look at it. If you're trying to investigate I'm just trying to yeah. look at it. I'm not trying to like get there. I'm just trying to get eyes on it to see. You see a, from your current position, as you move a little bit closer to it, uh, you do see a statue. It is not torn down. It does look worn a little bit from like the rest of the town. Like it's just been here forever. And you notice that it's a bronze statue. Okay. It's not like glowing or do I? No, oh, it's can not I do glowing. A, reacting. Uh, Arcana check on it. Sure can. I got a dirty 20. You don't think there's anything magical with it. Okay. I am almost as relieved and excited to get back in the fight. Next turn. We're going to move to initiative six, which is this angry sorrow sworn as he begins to swing wildly at Drell. Still blinded because it lasts a minute. He got a nat one. So we're just going to go ahead and move on to the second attack with a with a 12 <laughs> reaction reaction. Go. Uh, I'm going to attack again off the missed attack. Sure. Be like, all right, come on, Drell, focus, focus. They can't even see you, so it's like really embarrassing. You can't hit them. That is going to be. Oh my god, I think this misses again. 16. Misses. Drell, focus, please, God. Did you hit him? Yep. <laughs> totally hurt. <laughs> As he screams in angry pain, we're going to move to initiative four. Drell. Nice. Okay, Drell, come on. You got this. <laughs> uh, he's just going to keep trying to hit this thing. Like a softball still standing Thank on a tee. Oh, I needed this. That's a nat 20. Ooh. Oh, yes. So let's do this. I also doubled the frost damage or no? Yes. <laughs> that is going to be, uh, that is 29 damage. Drell. Finish it. Oh, nice. You're like, yeah, Menace, don't worry. I totally hit it. And I'm just going to, while it's blind, I'm just going to jump up and I'm just going to slice off its head and I'm just going to. Yeah, just completely decapitate it. You get a double decapitation as this thing has two heads that are melded together and slice through it like butter due to the radiant light blinding it and softening its skin. 
falls down as the two decapitated heads are biting at each other slower and slower until the very shadowy light fades from their eyes. The three of you are now out of combat. Ah! Ooh, and I trip over it. Oh, oh, did I hit it? Yep. Oh. <laughs> can I can I help Minus get his vision back? Like Yeah, um, so it lasts a minute, but you know, combat is forever. So uh after a minute you rub your eyes, uh you splash some water in them and you get your vision oh. back. Oh, that was awful, Drell. Oh my goodness. I mean, cool spell. Don't I thought it was wrong. pretty rad. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty rad. I mean, it, it, it messed them up, right? Oh, yeah. No, uh, you almost pretty much killed one um, before, and then you ended up killing one. So, yeah, I mean, great job. <sighs> Seeing the last one die, I, I jog up to them. Great job. High five. And I, I go to uh, Drell and give him a high five, and then I go to Menace, and he still can't see. And I just pat him on the head. Thank you. <laughs> I try my best. Is there any noticeable thing in that direction before we go to the statue? It came from a larger building. Like like I said before, everything just looks old and withered down. Without doing detailed investigation checks, you're really not going to know what's different unless you go to like a specific building. Armos, you want to check out this building before we go to the statue? Kind of not. Don't care. Let's go to the statue. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll come back if we need to. Okay. I walk slowly to the statue. I lead Menace to the statue since he's still running into things. I can see now, but I let Armos hold my hand because it feels very friendly. <laughs> 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 I don't want to tell him. Shh, Sid. I just, I just imagine he's just like looking up at me like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the three of you wander over to the statue. And unlike how it is in the material plane, you see a statue in place, very dirty and dusty. However, it's a bronze statue, but it's not that of a minotaur. It's actually of a satyr with heavy goat features. He's standing in a heroic pose. And as the more you look at the statue at a glance, he has a very big smile showing genuine happiness, standing in a heroic pose. Oh, this guy looks nice. There is a plaque below the satyr's feet with the quote on there in common here lays tribute to the god of luck may we, may we remember his sacrifice and may his good fortune bless you as it once blessed this great city hmm. can i do a history check to know if i know the god of luck or anything about it yeah give me a history check Ooh, okay i'm gonna give one too oh yeah 17 that's an 11 i only got a 14. With a 17, you're like, oh, wait, I think I remember Pharaoh's from... No, no, you don't have any knowledge of this god. Wait, what? Oh. You thought the name sounded familiar for a minute, but sounds fake. What was the name? Pharos? It's spelled on the plaque F-E-R-O-S. Pharos. Maybe this is like a Bloody Mary thing. Pharos, Pharos, Pharos. Minus, as you say that name, you're trying to uh, you know, investigate using, you know, childhood antics yeah. and stuff. And you take, you're in your, you have your journal and you're taking notes, you know, you do your normal sketching and you touch it. And then your mind goes black as you touch the statue. <gasps> A similar flashback from when you held Yanagu's tooth, that dark pitch black room where you were overhearing a muddled conversation. You hear a similar conversation as if it was taking place through the other side of a wall. 
The conversation is muffled like it's being dampened by water. You feel small, but protected. You hear your mother's voice. Please don't go. We don't know what we will do without you. As she's finishing that sentence, a warm sensation fills the dark room that you're in for a moment, like her gentle hand is being pressed against you. And then she says, we need you. And then you hear an unfamiliar voice. I need to do this, not just for us, not for the city, but for everyone in Humbrea. This is beyond all of us. This is the only way at a chance at a brighter future for Minas. And then you hear your father's voice. And Titus goes, please let me go with you. We can find another way. And then the unfamiliar voice says, there is no other way. Please, for me, take care of Mira. Take her far away. Back as your vision comes to. You take a step back and you have this like cold sweat. <gasps> you guys, you guys, that was, yeah, you saw that, right? <laughs> Me? I'm sorry, what? Did you flashbang yeah. yourself? What are you, no. What's going on? No, touch that, touch the statue. Uh, touch it. And I take Armos's hand and slam it on the statue. Oh. Huh? Did you get any, you get any visions? The weird convos? Did I get anything? <laughs> The cold, cold touch of bronze against your fleshy fingertips. Mm, no, no, it's just... Oh, cool. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I need a moment and I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I wonder what happened to that guy. Yeah, so me and Jal sit there and uh, stare at each other for a second as Menace is uh, taking a lap. Yeah, I guess I'm just going to do a quick, like, security check on this perimeter while we're waiting for Minus to relax. I'm not trying to get rolled up on by any of those more creepy crawly things. Minus, you're panicking, trying to catch your breath. Drell, Armos, perception checks as you take a gander around town. A dirty 20. <laughs> a nat one. <laughs> Armos, you notice that... You know, a lot of the wood walls, tents, and foundation is broken, withered, and scratched, but something catches notice. You see the letters S-O-S carved. Uh, you see the letters S-O-S carved into a wooden wall like it was placed there with a knife. You look around more and you start to see other markings similar of S-O-S, and it's scattered around random buildings in, within the town. Do I notice, like, you mentioned something about the ground. Is there anything, any tracks, like footprints, like, uh, like you don't anything? with a dirty 20, no tracks or footprints, but the, the ground you saw before, like the divots that you were tripping on while you were stealthing looks like something very wide and very heavy was being dragged through the town, leaving a trail, like maybe a massive boulder, but the way it's moving, it's like as if a giant massive snake may have traveled through this town. Obviously, it's going in two directions. Is it? It's like scattered. It's not like one solid path. Oh, okay, okay. But okay. like you just gotcha. said, the ground is damaged in this way. Gotcha. Okay. So there's no like it leading anywhere. It's just all no over rhyme place. or reason. No. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I show Drell while he's he's still oblivious with a one looking around. I, I point it point it out to him non-verbally and start kind of peering around and noticing more of them. 
Is it on every single thing that we see, or is it just No, on... it's scattered around, but the once you saw the SOS, now it's like a little more apparent on these buildings. Like now you're starting to like like when you you know how like you see graffiti in the street, it's like, oh okay, but then you see like a really nice piece of graffiti, like a really good tag, it's like, oh, I've seen that tag in another part of town before. It's like it's just catching your eye more often. So it's scattered like graffiti, this SOS tag. And it's just like, now that you saw it once clear as day, now you're just catching it on various buildings. Once again, no rhyme or reason, but they are carved into various uh, wooden structures. I guess we would need to wait for minutes and then investigate. Yeah, we'll, we'll go back to the statue. Just keep an eye out and then wait for Minus to calm down. Make sure he's okay. You see like, maybe like almost a hundred feet in the other direction. Minus is floating above the water with his sails just screaming. Ah! Ah! Why? And then he comes back all normal. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh. So yeah, you were by the water. Now remember this is Shadowfell. So the water there is still very dried up. There is some water, but it's not like a flowing river like it was on a material plane. Huh. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. So, uh, oh, what's up? Uh. Well, I mean, we obviously are going to talk about what just happened. Later? Yeah, cool. yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, guess you still need a minute. All right. Yep. <clears throat> just compartmentalize that. Totally understand. Been there, done that. Okay, moving on. Uh, I don't know where to go. Uh, do you guys notice anything? So, Minus, we found these SOS things. What? Where? Yeah, so I bring them over and kind of show them. Uh, a few of them on the houses. Wait, Armos, you didn't even show me. I was standing next to you this whole time. I pointed it out. Because <laughs> he has a one, <laughs> he didn't even notice me pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Um, uh, I guess we can check this hut real quick. So we, you're, you're talking about the one where the angry guy came out of? Yeah, I feel like we should check the hut in and the this is, town, right? Yeah, this is the one in the middle of town, so maybe it has something more to it so we go in I'd like to peer inside yeah you go into the the main hut in the center of the town the one where the angry sorrow sworn attacked you from that joined in the middle of the fight you wander in and this room looks this building looks more of like a community meeting space there are scattered old uh there are scattered books that are destroyed and rusted there are banners that are shredded it's the banners of San Lo you instantly recognize and you see like a cracked table in the far side of the room from where you walked in in the entranceway you see a large carving it says SOS in big giant letters carved into the tapestry of one of the banners and then as you're looking around the room you find a book that is opened to a very specific page the other pages seemed ripped out and they look like they're ripped out meticulously. However, the page that it's on in big black ink, ver written very shakily, says SOS and it has a definition under it. And it says, silence offers salvation. And then you see a little sketch of a piece of armor. There is a helmet there, scraggly, but yet detailed. It looks very familiar to Dwarak's helmet that he was wearing. And that is where we're going to end this week's session. What?
What? It's just getting good, dude. <laughs> yeah, well, the Sorosworn kind of came in the way of that, huh? <laughs> wow. Uh, yes, Sorosworn, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Silence offers salvation. Interesting. Minus write that down. Oh, I did. <laughs> Drella, you probably wrote it down, too. Yep. So we got it double covered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got it double covered. What was that, Reginald? Being a sassafras today. Use your own terminology. Yeah, what's with you? Right? Oh, what's with me? Oh. Is it because we threw you in the water? Or is it because you've just been betraying us this entire time and now you I have I've now been, your secrets out? I am keeping up my end of the bargain. Mm. Yeah, but you could have a better attitude with it. It's called it's called customer service. It's weird your bargain ultimately ends with our destruction of everything. It's it's just real cool, bro. I thought we were Thought we were nice and friends and stuff. Oh, please. You'd sacrifice my life just to better your own in a heartbeat. Yeah, none of us would do that, Reginald. I would never. I want you to get your eighth wing. Deception check. Deception check. Deception check. <laughs> uh, 24. Daddy. Oh. <laughs> Maybe I'm just right. <laughs> that is the end of session 91. Good job, gentlemen. It was fun. That was a really funny one. <laughs> Curious what's going on with Menace, but we'll have to talk about it in the after show. After show. So if you guys aren't uh, subscribed, head over to Patreon and uh, come listen in. It was a good episode. I uh, I always like a good I, I always like a good hard battle. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the Saurus one in a in a minute. But yeah, I was I was looking forward to this one a little bit. It gave you guys a run for your money. Uh, for sure. I gave myself a run for my money with that blasting scroll. <laughs> I thought you had good constitution. Come on, man. I actually want to say something I missed something it by that. one. I want to uh, say something about that uh, when we get to it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, with that being said, thank you for listening. And you know, we have a recommendation. I already know what I want to recommend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's the new hotness. Life, you know, liberty, bro. and the pursuit of eliminating all bugs in the galaxy. For democracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet liberty. Helldivers 2, you already know about it. Come on, if you listen to this podcast, you know about Helldivers 2 already. Great game. If you're on the fence about buying it, honestly, what a great use of $40. It is. I will, I will say, if you're going to play it by yourself, not going to have a great time. If you in like two, three, if not four people if you have four friends that you can play this game with uh, oh my god you're gonna have so much fun you have three other friends damn i know it is you can join other people's games and it's like it's kind of fun but if you have three other friends that you can play this game with oh my god so you much need fun. to communicate and that's like where most of the fun comes from starship troopers blowing your friends up laughing the entire <laughs> time uh your character's just screaming for no reason uh, <laughs> limbs broken, uh, buildings destroyed. Uh, you will get shot at. That's, it that's is the, a that's great the one. time. Uh, yeah, you fight. You I, fight, you uh, know, I, I want to say one more thing. The stars, <laughs> you fight the starship don't trooper, spoil bugs. It, dude. No, but then the other things that you can fight is like terminators, and it is oh. scary AF, like <laughs> absolute so scary. Spoilers. It's, Spoilers. Oh, no. It's not spoilers. It's spoilers. In the game. I know. Oh, so good. <laughs>
Um, I, I, I'm actually going to uh, give a wreck as well, uh, mainly just because I watched it yesterday and it was actually pretty gnarly. Um, so there's a movie on Netflix. It's called The Society in the Snow. Oh, I've seen um, it. You've seen it? It's, yeah. it's pretty good. I liked it. So uh, for those who don't know, it's about a plane that went down in the uh, Indies. It was a flight out of Uruguay and there was like... 27 people that survived the crash and it's about how they you know try to survive in the snow and it's based off of real story it's like based off true events it's uh it's pretty crazy so um yeah i'm not gonna spoil anything but you should definitely watch it if you are an older uh adventurer of the podcast you might have already seen this movie as it came out also in the 70s this is a remake oh really oh yeah it's cool. based off a true story uh hmm. also really good yeah so I don't have any recommendations, but uh, I will say if you're joining us for the after show um, and actually I'll also say if you don't know about the after show, every time we record, um, we post a little campfire session where we talk about what just happened in the episode, some of our theories or thoughts, comments about what happened. Um, you can go over to patreon.com slash DND 404 if you want to go listen to that. Subscribe at the five dollar tier. But uh, I am going to tell a really funny story <laughs> that happened to my mom today that <laughs> relates to D&D. <laughs> so if you want to hear mom? that. Yeah, if you want to hear that story, come join us to the, to the after show. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. So we'll see you next time. And we're going to move on to our Patreon supporters. Say goodbye, everybody. Later. Bye. Your mom. Never mind. I was going to make a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. See ya. Welcome back, everybody, to another Patreon shout-out, starting with the Blood Shard Bandits. A small fox peeks its head out of a giant footstep. Morgan Ulthil does the same. Hero and companion look towards their target, then back at each other with a worried glance. As silent as can be, the two hunters flank their prey. Washed in shadow, the beast can be seen breathing deep in sleep. It was not a giant after all. Artemis and Kemi Joe leave the Wildside Tavern in good spirits. You never knew Sir Jofferson could act so confident. The two barmaids even came along for the journey as they are headed towards the Lucia's farm and vineyard. Something feels off, but Artemis can't seem to put his gauntlet on it. Rocco the Croco continues east, not sure exactly what he will find along the way. After a half day's journey, Rocco stumbles upon a young Kuotoa seemingly stuck in the mud. After reaching out to help, bang, chop, whack, the little guy hits him with a butterfly spin and swift strike to the jaw. The last thing Rocco sees before falling unconscious is a small ribbon waving in the wind. Baby Dread peeks out from behind the Mandalore- wait, uh, <laughs> wrong show. The Dread, in his young drow form, holds tight to his mother. She picks him up and runs, shouting for someone in the distance. Peering over his mother's shoulder, Baby Dread watches in horror as the green flames spread like wild magic fire. The door closes just in time for Alara to force Julius into a duel. The tension is palpable as a ceramic tumbleweed made from the vase minutes destroyed rolls by. Alara shifts her foot along the floor, shifting to a more optimal stance. Boom! Anma slams her fist down on a raptor, then waves at Reese. He found her just in time, as this new lead can't be left unled. Anma's smile turns to that of shock. With whimsy, Reese asks if his new hairstyle is really that bad. 
Before Anma can answer, Reese feels the breath of a giant reptile on his neck. Pow, blam, boom! Julius Kendrick throws necrotic magic this way and that, doing his best to keep his distance from this masked martial artist. Every time he thinks there is time to light his lantern, Alara shortens the gap. Aha! She was careless, and Julius blasts a hole right through her mask. But wait, there is no one behind that mask as it falls to the ground. And why does he feel like he is falling too? A young fighter donned in holy plate armor scans the bounty board of a local tavern. The barkeep shouts over, Not much coin to be made there, laddie. Nor do we care to share it with someone like yourself. The fighter turns calmly and places a strong hand over the hilt of his sword. The barkeep changes his tone when he recognizes the face before him. Prince Aaron, uh, please forgive me. A man in the corner watches this happen. But there is something wrong with this man. It's like he's never held a fork and knife before. People are staring at the prince, so maybe he can sneak away during the shift in focus. Reigns sweats as he tries to keep up appearances. Rommel sets up camp close to a portless shore of the Kambuki Isles. Sample after sample, he collects rocks, dirt, and bark, and takes note of their strange similarities. It is as if the terrain in this area shares a heartbeat with the plants rooted into it. He prepares a ritual on the ground with materials he collected. Let's hope he got the math right. And finally, Warden enters Humbrea once more, but this time with a new outlook. Fully decked out with new armor and new skills, this hero is sure to turn some heads. What kind of adventures will they embark on next month? Next are the Sigic College alumni. Andrew Hall sits sweating as he puts Quill to scroll on his final test. Not because of the difficulty, but because of the broken Ray Frost conditioner. He's pretty sure he aced that test. Sakajewa has finished the arena, but now it's time to build his very first Rocket Boot League car. He paints the trim titanium white and prepares to train his newly enlisted club members. Patrick Wennerstrom, or should I say Punk, runs from the Red Guard, his bandmates close behind. As they dash away, Punk pitches a new song to his band members that goes, I fought the guards and the guards won, uh. Robit takes the end of the day bread out back to be thrown away at the end of his shift, but places it into a bag of holding instead. It is said great cities are built on great foundations. St. Chaos is trying to cut a distribution deal with Lucia's farm and vineyard, but has hit a bump in the road. Their head winemaker wants to meet in person. St. Chaos is now wondering if he can obtain a true polymorph spell with his wine-drunk rat army. Scoot Dude finally got back to us! I, I mean, Traegar Meltmetal is spending his last summer studying in a dusty cave, a few miles just outside the Sigic College. He's the first in his family to go to college, and also the first goblin to ever get accepted to the Sigic College. Sergio Rodriguez frantically looks for the missing blood shards that he was supposed to be guarding. If he doesn't find them, he can kiss this job with a red guard goodbye. What would he even do if that happened? Next is Sly, the were-raccoon. Sly follows an armored guy, a gnome, and two barmaids out of the wild side tavern. They should make easy targets. And last but not least are Humbrea's heroes. Abdul Rahman begins brewing his new anti-theft potion to actually thwart a thief this time. Alex Dredd questions the first person he meets, looking for clues on the anti-theft potion thievery. Caleb Schneider feels a bit weirded out that this random guy would question him in the middle of a duel. 
However, Johnny Tar uses the distraction to his advantage and lunges towards Caleb. In Dilmore, Man with Glass waves his new patron goodbye as he prepares to leave the store in search of this anti-theft potion. Odemel doesn't really understand all these new techniques, but tries her best to follow the Rocket Boot League match. Nubs tries to explain how the player Beast Sense is performing what is called an Era Elemental Dribble. Back in the potion shop, someone named Will Miller watches in curiosity as a shop owner throws his homebrew potion at a thief. And that's it for this month's Patreon shoutouts. If you'd like to hear your name read here, go on over to patreon.com dnd404 and see how you can become part of the community.